Picture this, you're getting together with your girlfriends for a couple of glasses of wine, chatting about life, family, husband, kids, you name it, and it usually ends up with a talk about nutrition and fitness or a combination thereof. At least with my girlfriends, that's how we always end up, for some reason, talk about this topic. And if you're somebody who may want to lose weight or maybe want to change a nutrition habit or tweak things around nutrition a little bit, we have so many choices that we can choose from to make those changes. But what if somebody told you, just watch what you eat? That's all you have to do to reach those goals. Hi, I'm Heike Yates, and I'm excited that you're here with me on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. Love having you here. And if you love this show, please follow it and write a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love you for it, and it will help other women find the show. So, did somebody tell you before Just watch what you eat is sometimes a recommendation from family and friends and some nutrition experts when you want to lose weight. Or you may have been told to watch your waistline. This comment usually focuses on a diet, having to reduce calories, losing weight, slimming down, starving, or which is one of my favorite words is slenderizing are some synonyms for watch what you eat. But watching what you eat doesn't only have to be about losing weight and has so many benefits, especially for women over 50, as you'll find out in today's episode titled Four Steps to Watch What You Eat to Improve Your Health. If you want to know more about improving your health, please take a peek at the Empty Nest Reboot where I combine intermittent fasting strategies that anyone can do with Pilates exercises that are low impact and help you strengthen and energize your mind and your body. So let's dive into today's episode about watching what you eat. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. When I was younger, before my kids, I didn't care so much about what I was going to eat, how I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat. I just ate 
when I want it and what I want it. Because, and that may sound familiar to you too. It's like, I would party all weekend, eat what I wanted, go to the German beer gardens, drink lots of beer, and would lose the weight almost naturally during the week without even trying. And I didn't even think about any of the health implications my habit might have on later in life. Like right now, I'm 61 and I'm thinking, wow, I ate all the stuff back then. I didn't even think about how it impacts my heart, my blood, and all kinds of other things that are related to our health. And so let's dive in. How of what we eat, our diets, impacts our health. Did you know that the average American diet is full of unhealthy foods full of processed foods, saturated fats, and refined carbohydrates. If you live in the U.S., you know that fact because it's all around you in the ads you see. In addition, according to the Center for Disease Control, an increasingly sedentary lifestyle has led to over one-third of the U.S. adult population being obese. So unhealthy eating and not moving your butt ski does not sound good for long living and health. A healthy diet may help prevent certain diseases such as heart disease, stroke, and type 2 diabetes. It may also help to reduce your risk or somebody's risk of developing certain cancers. In addition, if you become sick, eating a healthy diet may help you recover much quicker. Eating healthy also boosts your energy levels. Eating a diet including whole foods or other nutrient-dense foods will boost your energy level. So nutrient-dense foods contain a higher number of calories per serving and whole foods that are nutrient-dense contain a higher level of vitamins and minerals and other important nutrients with little or no added sugars or unhealthy fats and high calories. So what do we want? We want a nutrient-dense meal of lean protein, healthy fats, and un- or least um, processed amounts of carbohydrates. Although a meal like mashed potatoes, fried chicken, and okra on the side sounds really good. And you, it may take you back to the time when your mom was cooking, but think about the health implications if you were to eat this kind of meal every day. If you consume large amounts of processed foods loaded, like my example, with unhealthy fats and sugars, that will lead to carbohydrate or sugar crashes. Instead, exchange them for foods high in healthy fats, fiber, and protein, just like I mentioned. You will definitely feel better and avoid the afternoon nap or slumps that come with those sugar crashes or carbohydrate crashes. Look and feel better when you eat a healthy diet. Have you ever looked at another woman wondering, how does she do it? Her skin is glowing, her hair is shiny, she's in great shape, and she has a spring in her step full of energy. What you eat and drink definitely makes a big difference in how you look and feel. 
eating balanced meals, and I'll say it again, high in lean proteins, healthy fats, and non-processed carbohydrates, which would be a potato is non-processed, carrots, any kind of vegetables are non-processed carbohydrates, whereas pasta, rice is also processed. So fewer of those and all these healthy meals fuel your body's energy, stabilize your blood sugar levels, equals fewer cravings. Skip the sugary drinks, and that includes your glass of wine as much as you can, because sugary drinks will spike your sugar cravings and lead to unwanted weight gain and more sugar cravings. It's like a chain reaction. You have, let's just use wine as an example. You have a glass of wine and you sit there with your girlfriends having a great time and uh, you definitely will feel like, I want some sneaky snacks. So you eat some sneaky snacks with cheese and crackers and maybe some nuts And then it leads to the second glass of wine. And you keep just munching along. So these are added calories that we oftentimes don't don't think about that we eat and don't give them the credit that they lead to more cravings. So keep that in mind. So how do we watch what we eat? There are several ways to do that. Some experts tell us to count calories along macronutrients. Then some want you to listen to your body. This can be confusing because everyone has something that they promise will work to help you reach your goal of watching what you eat. If you're interested in my take on several popular diets, then I want you to check out my post titled Dissecting Diets, which one is right for you. And I can tell you, and you probably can tell by the sound of my voice, that I would probably say that none of them are right for you, but... I want you to be an educated woman over 50 and know your stuff. So I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can check it out. But guess what? Calorie counting, macro counting, the hand portion measurement that we do in the emptiness or teach in the emptiness reboot program works. Same goes for mindful or intuitive eating. Yep, those work too. But there are essential facts to consider. Number one is ask yourself, what problem does food monitoring help you solve? Yes, the emphasis is on you and your problem because that changes your strategy and the outcome of that. What could be some of those problems be? You might want to lose weight and get healthier. You might want to understand your eating habits better. You want to simply feel better in your genes or develop a better relationship with food or lose a specific body fat percentage. So these are big variables when it comes to the problem that you like to solve or the goal that you like to reach. But as always, but over time, the effectiveness of the watch what you eat method you choose will likely lose its power. So in the end, you do what works best for your lifestyle and mix and match what works for your needs. And also your goals may change. So if you start out with losing weight and actually end up with wanting to lose body fat, you use a slightly different strategy to track all this. Whatever method you choose, 
it needs to have several components that are really important for this to work and be sustainable. It has to be practical and doable. If you are not a tracker, tracking is hard and can be difficult and tedious. It has to align with your goals. If you have an undefined general goal, it's going to be different than really pinpointing of what it is you want to lose. And let's use weight loss. I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year is a specific goal. Or you just say, I just want to feel healthier and define what feel healthier to means to you. And it has to fit into your daily routine. If, it, if you're not sitting on a computer and can't log things, it will be hard for you to log into a computer, get to there, write it in. You most likely will not do it. So keep in mind, it has to be practical and doable, aligns with your current goals, and it has to fit into your daily routine. Think about implementing mindful eating strategies. Mindful intuitive eating is very similar, and you can read or listen to it and learn more about it on my post, The Five Ways to Practice Mindful Eating. Again, I'll put a link in the show note. But in a nutshell, mindful eating is the practice of eating mindfully in being present while you eat. Now, that means no TV, no distractions, paying attention to what you eat, but read a little bit more about it or listen to it in my post. That means also you have to evaluate the reasons for your hunger. And there are many different reasons why we eat. Hunger is one of them. We teach this approach of mindful eating in detail in the Emptiness Reboot program, and a link will be in the show notes for you to check out the Emptiness Reboot program. Knowing why you eat, how full you are, and your relationship with food results in better health and frequently also weight loss if that might be your goal. Okay, let's get practical. How do we start the watch what you eat method? I love that whole sentence, just being a little cheeky. Okay, number one, let's get back to business. Number one, decide on your goal. Okay, I gave you, I'm going to give you examples so you can follow along. I want to eat more vegetables is my goal. Number two is make a list of vegetables you love. Don't laugh. Not everybody loves kale. And we're told kale is the superfood of the century. So knowing what vegetables you love will help you when you get stumped at the grocery store of what vegetables to buy. Number three is find some easy recipes that include those vegetables that you love. So just go to Mr. Google and say, vegetables that include carrots, and you get a slew of recipes. Or go on Instagram, you can find a lot of that there too. But what if you don't like to cook? Well, cutting up vegetables and making a salad will do the trick. You're getting in those vegetables. You also can check out my post, five easy meal prep ideas that any beginner can do. Super simple, easy strategies that are not mind-boggling and take a lot of time. And number four is choose which watch what you eat method you like to start with. Well, that was a mouthful. So choose which watch what you eat method you like to start with. Is it the hand measuring? Is it the writing down? So think about that. 
And number five, start logging, in my case, the vegetables, how many vegetables you eat every day. Then use your smartphone app or log it into your notes on your phone. Very simple. If you're the logging kind of person. Now, how can you track what you eat? And I talk about the app and the notes. If you like to track more than just how many vegetables you eat, you can simply just put it on, like I said before, on a smart app or on your notes app on the phone. But if you want to do a little bit more than more tracking, there are two popular apps easy to use like MyFitnessPal. You can track calories, macros. You can also track your workouts and they have a free version as well. This is the app we use in the Emptiness Reboot program to help people stay on track of their macros and other things that we talk about in the program. Another option is Lose It. That's another simple choice. I understand that tracking can be a pain in the butt ski and you just don't want to do it. But it's tempting not to track your progress. If you want to see results, you have to know what you're doing and if that approach works. The watch what you eat method needs tracking too. So here are the five steps on how to create a sustainable and healthy diet to reach the goals that you are looking for and that the goals that you set for yourself. Number one, of course, make small changes over time. Baby steps. Building healthy habits takes time. Pick one goal you would like to reach, not 10 or 3 or 4, and keep working towards that goal. Be as specific as you can about what the goal is initially. If you say, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year, that's a good start. Then you go back. How much weight ideally do I want to lose per week? What do I need to do in order to reach that? Just as an example, you may need to eat more vegetables. As simple as that. You may drink, need to drink more water. As simple as that. But I don't know you yet. And I need you to practice whatever the habit is that you want to start implementing to reach the goal that you set for yourself repeatedly to become the way you do things, doing it over and over again, choosing a long-term success over a quick fix that doesn't last is key to a happy life, I would say, to less frustration, to not feeling like you're stuck in a cycle of, oh, this didn't work again. Oh, why doesn't it do this? Less guilt, more happiness, better living. Number two, eat what you like. And as I said earlier, everyone loves kale and it's superpowers. But if you don't, if you can't stand it, if you just don't like the taste, then choose what you love. Maybe you're a spinach person, maybe you're a carrot person. It does not matter. Forcing yourself to eat what you don't like is a recipe for failure and failure is not on my books for you. We don't fail. We just change strategies. So throw out, don't buy the kale and get what you love. If you don't like vegetables, there are people that don't like vegetables. Remember, you may have heard this. Kids oftentimes don't like vegetables and we hide those vegetables among other foods. 
Keep that idea in mind. If you're the person who is just not a huge fan of vegetables, how can you hide those vegetables that you don't even taste them and still get the benefits? Number three, fit your meals around your schedule. Some people like six small meals. Others prefer three to four meals, which works for their lifestyle. Others practice intermittent fasting and follow a 12 to 16 hour fast, which often time results into two or three meals per day. Intermittent fasting makes mealtime simpler as it cuts down on the meals you have to prepare. And again, for more information on how to get started, check out the Emptiness Reboot. So choose meals that work for you. If you're a snacker or a grazer, do that. Um, think about also how your eating schedule aligns with the goals you set. And what I mean by that is that if you are eating at 9 p.m. for dinner and then you go bed at 11, you probably don't sleep well, your stomach is full, your body's still digesting the foods you ate, and you are most like your metabolism is slowing down at that time, and you're most likely not losing weight if that is your goal, or body fat because of your eating habits and when you're eating. So keep that in mind. And number four, you can eat anything you want. You know there was a but. There is nothing wrong with the occasional treat of ice cream, a muffin, or chips, or whatever you have hankerings for. But keep in mind why you're eating this treat and what it satisfies. If you have cravings more often than not, then it's time to look at your overall nutrition intake and the deficiencies you might have. For instance, if you crave salt or sugar, for that matter, stress may be the reason why you have those cravings. And that creates a deficiency or, or, or you may not be hydrated enough. So we need to look at this a little closer. So feel free to reach out to me and have a conversation with me a little bit more about this in depth. Suppose you feel like you wound a cookie or salt in a bag of chips. Go for it. Don't feel guilty or ashamed. Once satisfied, and you're like, oh, this was such a good chocolate chip cookie, which I would choose over a salty chip. You, you're satisfied. You go back to healthy habits. Also, my home tip, trick, whatever you want to call it, is just don't buy it. If it's at home and it's calling your name, you know you will eat that back of whatever you bought, whether you had best intentions or not. Just don't have it at home. Go out and buy it, but be done with it. So here you have the four takeaway messages of how to create a sustainable and healthy diet. Make small changes over time. Eat what you like. Fit your meals around your schedule. You can eat anything you want, but... And finally, it is essential to watch what you eat to reach your health and nutrition goals. It is easy to get distracted by shiny new diet approaches that promise results. Instead, stick to a nutrition strategy that fits your lifestyle, is easily implemented, helps you change habits, and it is, most of all, sustainable. Because what I want for you is to feel happy and healthy and not constantly worry about what you eat, how you eat, 
uh, if you do the right thing, if you do the wrong thing, I want you to find a path that is positive going forward, that is not restrictive, that allows you to live the life you want and enjoy life wherever you go in the world, that you don't go on a trip and you say, oh, I can't eat any of that stuff. This is, oh, no, no, uh, because I'm eating this way. I'm eating that way. And, you know, that's why I find intermittent fasting is so awesome. I can be no matter where in the world and I decide what my fasting window is for that time. I can still enjoy the local foods. Will I be as diligent not having dessert or not having trying out a local delicacy that just pops up while we're walking around. Of course, I'm going to eat that. But I'm also more on the move. Being active, being fit and strong is part of the whole empty nest package. So with that, my friend, I want you to reach out to me on Instagram at Heike Yates and on Facebook, Heike Yates. Pursue your spark and have a conversation with me about what you want to do, what goals you want to reach, and how you are approaching your watch-what-you-eat method. Until next time, my friend, I'm out of here. Ciao!